Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking local sports with you. And we appreciate you uh, tuning in here this morning into the uh, early part of this afternoon. Busy show coming up with uh, in about 20 minutes. We'll head to St. Louis. Josh Betts will join us. Uh, he's down there covering the tournament for various outlets. Josh Betts will preview the Northern Iowa Bradley game. Drake has their opponent a familiar one. Well, I guess they're all familiar. They play each other twice a year, but uh, we'll see that game. We'll talk a little bit about Drake, what lies ahead for them as they play Murray State uh, with a 6 o'clock tip. That one is on 665, Trent? I think that's 665, I'll find 671. It. Somewhere in that neighborhood. There's television on the game. Uh, Drake, as they begin the Valley Tournament play today after having one of the four buys. So we will head to uh, St. Louis and talk to Josh Betts. Uh, Chris uh, Williams, who normally joins us on Friday, an appointment is going to keep him away from the program today. We'll bring up Iowa State. Not what you're thinking in the first segment uh, of the program. Good news. Potentially good news uh, for the clones. We'll get to that. Uh, A streak is maybe going to be snapped. Mm. A little hint Mm. uh, coming up uh, early in the program. Uh, But we're going to head west to Stephen M. Sipple from uh, On3 Media. With the way the Big Ten is shaking out, with the double overtime game that went against Michigan last night, uh, with the with the in the back of our minds, fresh in our minds, maybe put, better way to put it, uh, to Black Friday when Nebraska came over here um, to play football, and with all the stakes that Iowa had on the line, we know what happened. Well, there's stakes on the line on Sunday, and here comes Nebraska again on the final day of the regular season. Nebraska is playing well. Iowa's got a better team. But uh, that was <laughs> they had a better team on the 29th of December, whenever it was, and Nebraska November. was that November for Nebraska? Oh, no, oh, December. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. I thought you were meeting going back to the football game. Oh well, they were better. They had a better <laughs> yes. team that day too. <laughs> yes, uh, but it didn't work out that day. Uh, but we will talk to Sip on uh, not Nebraska. See what they're doing as far as the turnaround from a Nebraska perspective. And he was the first one I heard the Fran McCaffrey stuff from. Not that it hadn't been out there until that point, but I hadn't heard it anyway. Sip will join us. I, uh, speaking of that, mm-hmm. Matt Norlander uh, yesterday, who joins us from time to time. Yeah, CBS Sports. Uh, excellent writer. Terrific. And Tuned in to the sport. Yes. Really knows it well. Yeah. Knows all the coaches. He's locked in. And if you're looking for a little more college basketball content, his podcast with Gary Parrish. I, if you're a college basketball fan, I think it's a must listen. They do a great mm-hmm. job, very entertaining, yep. and deep dive deep in the sport. So we had a cryptic tweet, though, yesterday, just saying that there's a coach with his team on the way to the tournament that would surprise you that might be on the move. And so I texted him and mm-hmm. said, is it Fran? He said, no, it's not Fran. Everybody thinks it's Fran when I put it out. And he said he's heard from is everybody right? in the industry yeah. that had the same question. Because those rumblings yeah. continue to be out there, and they're and they, not just restricted to the state of Iowa that no. these rumblings are happening. Yeah, this is a this mm-hmm. is a national conversation mm-hmm. that Norlander's having, and national people asking, "Is it Fran?" He said, "Do no, you it's think not it Fran. is?" Well, I hope it's not. Let, let's look at it. At if he would be making a move, there's very few programs. First yeah, of all, I agree. He's not Texas, Kentucky nope. programs like that nope. are not hiring nope. Fran McCaffrey. No, nope. no. Nope. Nope. So there's no blue bloods coming his nope. way. 
he came back to the Midwest and he said it when he was hired 13 years ago. He brought them back to the Midwest to raise a family. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to do it on the East Coast. So he kind of crossed that off. I mean, yeah. he still got a son in high school. So, yeah. all right, take that away. Margaret was an All-American there. Mm-hmm. He was an assistant coach for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Turned down coaching opportunities mm-hmm. to continue to be yep. an assistant coach in Notre Dame. Yep. So it's got to have a pretty special place I'm, in his I agree. Heart. You have your second son that is dealing with anxiety issues. Mm-hmm. And has eligibility. And yep. has eligibility. And absolutely would mm-hmm. be able to transfer mm-hmm. and be eligible right away. A fresh start there. I've got it. You just turn over the keys to Connor. Let him go. <laughs> Connor no. is no. looking to start his he coaching is. career. Yeah, yeah. I was being start. facetious, by the way. He's not coaching Iowa. Connor's been there for how long in Iowa City, too? Oh, God. Maybe he's looking for a new start, and yeah. here's another opportunity. Instead of starting your coaching career, where you've been for last 20 years? Yeah, I see him moving on. Fran stays, and he is. I agree. He's going to be a coach. Yeah. I think he gets his feet wet somewhere else. But a possibility of maybe that. Connecting all these dots. All right, Jack is going to be a junior. Well, two years of high school, another start somewhere else. Maybe that's a possibility. Kind of pick what high school makes mm-hmm. the most sense, too, mm-hmm. as you're kind of locked in now at Iowa City West. So there's a lot of factors that you can look at here. And he's 63. This is the last time. I yep. mean, there, yep. A, the Notre Dame job's yep. not going to come open again yep. if this is ultimately where he wants to finish up his career. So there's a lot of things that you can point to to say on the surface, mm-hmm. yeah, this makes sense. It makes sense. For, you're right. That checks a lot of boxes. Does it make sense from Notre Dame's perspective to hire Fran McCaffrey? You just said it. 63 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't like age discrimination. <laughs> um Understandably so when you get to be part of that age discrimination uh-huh. demographic. Um the Fran McCaffrey, the entire package um, that comes with Fran, loves his players, uh-huh. sticks up for his players. Uh, his I players love that love him. about him, and his players love him. I really uh, respect that about him. Even guys that have left the program. Do we hear those disparaging things that we hear? On the way out often? the door? No. Not often. No. There's not a whole lot no. there. No. And in today's college basketball, a lot of guys leave. So set the odds. I mean, is it 50? It's not 50-50. No. Is it 25-75? 25, he goes 75, he stays? That seems fair. Maybe even a tick high. 20-80? Or 80-20 if you want to do it that way? Yeah. That's probably where I would put it. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know Notre Dame. You mentioned the age. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. You look at a guy that has been coaching as a head coach for 30 years, has never made a Sweet 16. Is that an easy sell to your fan base? Mm -hmm. That's probably going to be difficult, including... Mike Bray, that has taken Notre Dame to levels that they haven't been since the 70s. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a pretty morbid basketball program for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Since, what, the early 80s until Bray got there? And we're talking about a 20-year a stretch where they were ho home throughout most of it. So he took them to, what, two Elite Eights, was a shot away from making a Final Four. And they said, well, who are we going to get to take us to another level? That's what you're always looking for. I mean, we remember this conversation from 1998-99, right? Sure do. The next level. Yeah, and they were going there. And Alfred took it down to Uh another level. It was just just a lower Wrong direction. Right. (laughs) But I'm going to guess that that's what the Notre Dame fan base is also looking for, and the boosters and everybody else. So it's kind of that twofold, maybe even a 90-10. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen personally. I hope it doesn't. Selfishly, I hope he stays. And I believe he will. If he gets an offer, what would the odds be? So take away the Notre they they offer Fran McCaffrey the job. Are we moving closer to 50-50? Yeah. 60-40 stay. Yeah. Again, there's a lot going on here. This is not just as simple as, yeah, we're going to take a new well, job. He's got a pretty good recruiting class coming in, right? Not that that's yeah. kept coaches in place in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's got, what, all four of his guys, I think, are top 150 guys. The one huh. is the undersized point guard, Brock Harding, that people absolutely rave about. So Owen Freeman, he was a top 150 kid. Got J.R. Koch's kid coming in in the yeah. following class, so... A lot of things to think about there, hmm. but I, 
it's out there is mm-hmm. kind of where we start this conversation. Mm-hmm. And national people are also wondering the exact same thing. All right, so that's the first hour of the program. We'll head to Vegas, kick it off with our friend Mike Palm from Circus Sports to kick off hour number two. Uh, and then Tom Cakert will join us. So we're going to do a lot on uh, Nebraska and Iowa in the Big Ten. Yesterday, that game. Did you have a game last night or were you able to watch Illinois-Michigan down the stretch? I was able to. I had the Ooh. 5 o'clock game. Dallas Center Grimes survived against Ballard by a point to punch their ticket to the championship. It'll well, Ballard be... was in front of that game. Uh, it was well. It was 12-0 DCG after the first quarter. Okay. And Ballard came roaring back, eventually took the lead, and DCG responded and got the win uh, in that one. So we got the 5A championship that we'll have on the air tonight with Johnston as they mm-hmm. take on number 1 Pleasant Valley. And then right after that one at 8 o'clock, it'll be all Central Iowa. Dallas Center Grimes against North Polk for the And you're doing that game? Won't be doing that one on the air, but gotcha. uh, that'll be available on IPTV this evening. As we'll have the call Oof. with Paul Yeager and company, as he'll have the call of all the championship games on IPTV for the girls' state tournament. All right, good stuff. Uh, let's just recap that real quick from yesterday. Uh, Pleasant Valley, got your attention? So, kind of an interesting story. My, my stepdad, his niece, his daughters are on the team. And, you know, my mom's like, oh, yeah, they're really good. Okay. Right. Good, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're number one, but they're playing in the Quad Cities. Not the same kind of central Iowa talent that we see here, game in and game out. You said that yesterday. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Holy cow. So these vice girls, who are not blood-related to me, but related to me, Mm -hmm. one is 6'2", the senior. 6'2", going to Marquette. All right, she's a Big East player, and she's good. And she can fill it up from the outside, leads the team in three-pointers, leads the team in a bunch of different categories, averages 21 a game. She is good off the bounce, size at 6'2". Her younger sister is a sophomore, is already 6'3", Great athleticism up and down the floor. And that's not alone. I mean, the size that they play mm. at. And they were playing a zone defense against Dowling yesterday. It was a 2-3, but basically the middle part of that was up. So it was almost like a 2-1-2. Two, two. Mm-hmm. You don't see that anymore. And Dowling was absolutely befuddled. I mean, they tried so many different things. that they just Because normally, what do you do against the zone? Get it to the high post? Yeah. And, well, you couldn't because that middle part middle of the back end was mm-hmm. up. And you couldn't get it to the high post. And... With the length that Pleasant Valley had, Johnson's got to be ready. And Johnson's incredible. They got Jedica Lewis, the number one player in the country for the freshman class, 2026 class, which, boy, I said that yesterday. Felt a little old saying the class of 2026. Mm -hmm. But Jenica's an incredible talent. They, of course, have Eileen Tanky, who's on her way to Iowa State. She's just a junior. She can fill it up in a big time way. They got a ton of scores. Yeah, Bert, you heard a good piece on her. Riley's a really good point guard for them. I mean, they have pieces, but with the length of Pleasant Valley, this is going to be a difficult one for Coach Jellick and company as they chase another state championship. He's done an incredible job building that program up, but. This uh, this mountain's a little taller than I thought going into the state tournament here with Pleasant Valley. Yeah. Literally, with the size that PV has, they got uh, three girls, six two or taller, in their starting lineup, and they'll really guard you in a big time way. All right, Josh Best is going to join us in just uh, just a couple of moments. Uh, we will uh, get to him. I'll join us about uh, six or seven minutes. Get down to St. Louis. Uh, get the latest from that tournament as Northern Iowa is uh, going to take on the number one seed in the tournament. Bradley coming up here uh, at. Uh, Noon. Before we get to Mitch, and Mitch, uh, just um, hang in there. We'll get, get right to you. So we mentioned the the Iowa State streak that maybe snapped. Yeah. Um, you got my wheels turning. Well, 50 years ago, 1973. 50 years ago, right? Don't my remember. Math right? Don't remember it. All right. Iowa State had a player, George Amundsen, drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I see where you're going. They haven't had one since. Nope. It is an incredibly long streak. Will McDonald 
caught everybody's attention yesterday at the Combine mm-hmm. and did so apparently uh, coming off a fever of 104 the night before uh, that was um, uh, posted all over uh, by people that are following the Combine. Um, Mel Kuyper, in his latest mock draft at ESPN.com, Mel Kuyper, who's been doing this, has made a living doing this for decades. Not that he's right all the time. No. But he has Will McDonald, eight overall to Atlanta. A top 10 pick mm-hmm. to Atlanta. Do I think he's going to go in the top 10? That would surprise me. But what wouldn't surprise me if Will McDonald, we thought it might be Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. We thought it might be. It was close. It wasn't Brees Hall. If Will McDonald is the one to snap the 50-year-old streak. The measurables are something that we've talked about now for a couple of years. The Going quickness in off the edge. To his freshman year when he was on the freaks list for at the Athletic with Bruce mm-hmm. Feldman. And, oh, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. we got to keep an eye on this guy. And physically, he absolutely has that. We see these guys shoot up. And the question is going to be now they're shoot they're going to draft go, boards, yes. not, not shoot up, right? <laughs> not yeah. that way. Yeah. And now it's going to be GMs, front office scouts. They're going to go back and they're going to look at the tape and yep. what are they going to see? And so this is going to be one that's put going on to his leave. junior tape. You'll see a lot of them getting held last year <laughs> right. and double teamed. Yes, um, because uh, look at it. Uh, opposing teams know that you got to stop him coming off the edge because he's a disruptor and he can wreck football games. And he's still had a decent year, not as good as his junior year. But point being. He may be the one to break a streak that uh, has been ongoing since 1973. We shall see. Let's get Mitch in here. Mitch, thanks for being patient. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing fine. Hey, so one thing that I just think that is going to deteriorate or keep Notre Dame away from Fran, what do Fran and Mike Green, what what do they have in common? Well, age... They're both 63. If you're Notre Dame, why would you want to hire another 63-year-old all over again in a couple of years? I don't think it's crazy, Mitch. Yep. I don't. I, I totally agree with you. Um, it's a big knock in this absolutely. If he's 53, we're having a different conversation. Correct. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're the Notre Dame athletic director, why yep. would you want to do that all over again? Mm-hmm. No, I and get I you. Mean, football is king at Notre Dame. Yes, it's true. I mean... yeah. He's got a good situation in Iowa, and as an Iowa fan, I hope he stays. There's a lot of people that dislike Crane McCaffrey, but you guys speak about it all the time. The program that he inherited was a dumpster fire, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I hope I hope he's there until he retires. Really, I mean, yeah, me too. If if he leaves, do you trust Gary Barta to hire? Uh, God, I would hope he doesn't get that opportunity. Honestly, exactly. Yeah, and I if he hope. does, he needs to make one phone call to Des Moines. Yeah, Darren DeVries. <laughs> that, that phone's going to be ringing, trust yes. me. <laughs> but, you yeah, hate to say I think, it. I think Darren DeVries is kind of a name to keep an eye out. Uh, he's, I, I hate too. to say it. And if I they make a run, even if they trade. win a game, yeah. It, and it's not just Notre Dame. There's going to be a ton oh, of... Oh, sure. He's taking it's well, a two-for-one. Yes. Yeah, and you bring the player of the year in the Valley with you. Mitch, appreciate you listening. And uh, we're on yeah. the same page. We're all, I think Trent and I are both uh, hoping mm-hmm. he ends his career. Uh, thank you, Mitch. You have a yep. good weekend. Uh, but I forgot to say, Claxons is coming up on the show as well. Toward the end of the show, we'll do our Claxons uh, barbecue giveaway. Um, yeah, I just, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's there. He's 63. Yep. You know? It shouldn't be the way that it, it is, but but I get it, right? I get yeah. it. You don't hire a guy in two years. You're going through this whole same process again. And, and Mitch brings up a really good point too, right? That you're just going through this with Bray. Mm-hmm. Other circumstances. Now the program had kind of you know bottomed out a little bit. But. Now you could also point to Jim Laranega, who took over at Miami. Mm-hmm. 
really a downturn yeah. for that Miami program, and he's done a really good job. Elite eight last year, yep. as a Sweet Sixteen, a couple other tournament appearances. He was sixty-two mm-hmm. when he got the Miami job, and I remember at the time, what is Miami doing hiring sixty-two-year-old Jim Laranega? Right. Well, they need an adult running that program, yeah. and they yeah. absolutely got that, and it has been incredibly successful it for is. another program, Miami basketball. Had a ton of success throughout the years, and no. he was able to make that happen. No, another football school, right? Mm-hmm. Another football school. Uh, what are your thoughts on Drake today and, and you and I? You and I, they start coming up here in 40 minutes. Um, man. I'm on the I'm on the Panthers today. You're, you're taking the points. I'm grabbing you points. get 10 or 11? 10 and a half. 10 and a half, okay. Got 10 and a half. Yeah. I uh, was on the Panthers yesterday as well as we went 7 and 2. So I just needed a break from the show, and that's what it was. And then we got back on the right side of things. And I had people calling me out on Twitter, my buddy Beef, so I had to come back at him. We're back up 30 units again over the last month. I, I, you, these picks are free. November, December, January, yeah. February. Four straight months of 30-plus units. I'm, I'm afraid one morning I'm going to get the call and you're gonna say, you know what, I just can't afford to do this anymore. i got to spend more time on my sports wagering. Well, in order to do that, I'd probably have to bet a little bit more than 10 bucks a game. Yeah, you might. Yeah. Yeah. In order to make a living doing it. To scratch it. that itch. Well, and th- again, this is, as we talked about the other day, this is a hobby. I have fun mm-hmm. with it. This is this is not a deep breakdown. I do not have some kind of statistical model. Right. There, There is not some supercomputer over at my house mm-hmm. that, that is generating numbers. Oh, they got, no, that's not what this is. This is a little bit of numbers. I yeah. like numbers, as you know. But You watch a lot of games. A lot of games. A lot, a lot of, of small f- school games. A lot yes. of games that we don't watch. Right. Um, you're, you're but that's where the value games. is. I know. I get it. And if you're going to make money doing that, you have to do your homework and you're willing to do so. You can't just bet Big Ten and Big 12 no, and think you're going no, to make money you're not. over the long term doing I, it. I, I totally agree with you. Eight Real times. quick on this before we ring Josh Betts. So Antoine Davis did not break uh, Maravich's record last night. Mm-hmm. Um, if he would have, how would we have handled that? And, and, I, and here's why I ask it. Um, Maravich had 3,667 points. Davis finished with 3,664, yeah. three points behind. Maravich played 84 games. Davis played 144 games, 60 more games. How would we have handled? How do we handle the COVID era when it comes to records? I mean, Troy, one of our one of our uh, Twitter followers and uh, loves our program and grateful to that, asks has been asking that question for weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's fair. And I think that maybe it took until this record was about to be broken, that it just dawned to me, you know what, this is a really good point. How do we handle some of these? I mean, look at our own backyard. Garrett Sturts, all-time leading rebounder at Drake. Mm-hmm. Love, his, love the kid. We've loved him since he was a freshman. You know, we were the media presidents of this fan club. <laughs> right. yes. We were. Going no back to his days talk- at Newton, I was yes. like, look at this guy. No one was talking about Garrett Sturts other yeah. than you and I. And look how he, you and, that's not, right. not the Panthers. Us together. Right, us together. Um, but how do we handle these? I, I, it's just going to be a footnote, and it's it well. W- everybody, it would have been one of those things that is a great bar bet, right? Yeah, I, I'll give you a hundred bets. There's no way you can name the all-time leading scorer right. in college basketball. Right. But short of that, you're never going to remember him. I know Pistol Pete. I never saw him play live. Right, I wasn't live. Right, but I know Pistol Pete and everything that goes along with it. And it also it goes to another conversation I, I heard just the other day about records in general. In today's era, in we remember memorizing the back of baseball cards. Well, that's the one that holds them closer to any other sport is baseball. And those numbers that mm-hmm. were just mm-hmm. a huge part no. of it. And that's not part of kids. No. Because nope. you got the information in your pocket. You don't have to <laughs> memorize things point. at the same level. Yeah. 
You had the home run list one uh-huh. through ten. I I had that That's, memorized. You, that it's not just that you make a great point. I had the final fours memorized going all the way back. I knew and it's more than sports trend. I knew a hundred people's phone number. <laughs> There's another great. thing. I don't even know my wife's. I know my wife's, and that's the only okay. I that's probably the only do, one. but that's and one of my sons. Yeah, call yeah. Kale. <laughs> right. Right. Calling Kale, <laughs> and that's what it is. Right. So it kind of goes. It's a it's a double sided conversation here of this record. Did you ever see him play? I didn't. No, and not I the a last ton of night. Basketball. I watched it last night. On ESPN Plus. Yeah. Because I wanted to see if you would set the record. Let's get Josh Betts. Uh, Heather Burnside is going to jump into our show here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, she's on a remote uh, Army Post Road, Batteries Plus. I want to make sure I get this right. And, um, uh, Batteries Plus, 1440 East Army Post Road, out there with Ryan. And we will talk with Heather at the bottom of the hour. We're going to get Josh Betts in here. Uh, do a little bit on you and I as they get set to take on Bradley. And Drake begins as the number two seed. They will play tonight at 6 o'clock. Fingers crossed. We see them Sunday at 1 o'clock CBS. Boy, oh boy, uh, the Big Ten just owns Sunday. And that's the same time as the Hawks play. Ah, you know what? We can work it out, right? You can bounce back and forth. That's a good problem to have. But did you see the Big Ten schedule on Sunday? Every, I did, yes. Every game, every game but one is taking place on Sunday. They own that. Whoever came up with that schedule, just remarkable. Let's get our friend Josh Betts in here. He's in St. Louis. He's been in St. Louis since uh, Wednesday. In fact, I believe he was in the car with Layman he was. as he was <laughs> headed down there in the truck. Uh, uh, Josh, rather, uh, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on and doing this for us. So are the fan bases uh, starting to uh, make their way to St. Louis? Yesterday looked good on TV. I'm guessing today it'll be filled up maybe twice, uh, twice as many people there today as there were yesterday. How are you, Josh Betts? They're doing well, Ken Trent. Um, first of all, uh, I spoke to friends of the program, Mike Mahon and Mitch Holtis, this morning nice. here, at, here at Enterprise Center, and they both asked me to tell you hello. Thank so you. Start with that. Thank you. Um, uh, to your question on the fans, Ken, uh, yes, I think you will see more fans today than yesterday. I think you'll certainly see more Bradley fans um, than what they had yesterday, even though they're can. Uh, I, I think you'll see a lot of Bradley fans with it being Bradley's first game of the tournament. Um, in talking to some people last night, we were told if Murray State won last night, that there could potentially be busloads of Murray State fans uh, coming for that 6 o'clock game tonight against Drake. Uh, Missouri State had a decent contingent last night, but there again, with it being a short drive, I think you'll see more Missouri State fans possibly more Indiana State fans with that being um, a short drive. So, yes, I, I, I think I think you'll see better fan contingents uh, as you watch on the broadcast uh, here this afternoon and tonight. Bradley on a 10-game winning streak, including that win for the championship against Drake. So this Bradley Braves team, they're playing well. You and I gave them a good fight in Cedar Falls. And Bradley, great team at home. Hasn't been great away from home until the end of the season. What do the Panthers have to do today to pull off the upset? Uh, the thing I point to, Trent, first and foremost, is um, limiting Bradley's uh, three-point makes. Uh, Bradley made 12 in the first meeting, 16 in the second meeting. Jeez. And and the second meeting, as you mentioned, Trent, was an eight-point game um, in Cedar Falls. Bradley made 16 threes in that game in Cedar Falls. <laughs> uh, you and I made just seven in that meeting. Uh, but in, in the second meeting in Cedar Falls, a key for you and I staying in that game was the free throw line. 
in that second game, you and I made 14 free throws. Bradley only attempted 10. So if you're you and I to stay in the game here this afternoon, um, I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a two-fold situation. Uh, Bowen Bourne, Titan Anderson, Michael Duax have to have similar mm-hmm. games yep. to what they had yesterday. You 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 have to have you have to have three you have to have three double digit scores today, I think, to have an opportunity. Uh second, I think ideally you keep Bradley around eleven or twelve made threes. And truthfully, guys, I think it's going to take twelve, maybe thirteen threes for you and mm-hmm. I to stay in it and and, and to have success um, getting to the free throw line. You know, we saw we saw from the tip yesterday, you and I make a concerted effort to get the ball downhill, get into the paint, and draw fouls. Now, that's a little bit easier against an Illinois State team than a Bradley team that has the length they have. Uh, nonetheless, I'll be interested to see if you and I can get downhill as early and as often today uh, and have success with that today as compared to what they had yesterday. So uh, let, similar. I, I'm sorry, Josh. I was going to say let, let's fast forward to tonight to the uh, to the uh, well the first game of the night session. Drake gets an opportunity to take the floor. They'll do so as a big favorite over Murray State. Uh, help us out with Murray State and the Drake matchup. Drake's a, a double digit favorite in the basketball game. Uh, how do you see this one? Well, I, I think. Uh, when, when you look at the two um, regular season meetings with Drake and Murray State, uh, well, actually, no, I'll, I'll back up to last night, uh, Murray State and Valparaiso, a game that both Murray State and Valparaiso games in the regular season went overtime. And um, certainly, as you probably saw last night, uh, Murray State uh, gets a decisive victory uh, over Valpo last night. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a Murray State team that, uh, yeah, 78-50 Murray State last night uh, beats Valparaiso. It's a Murray State team that um, had four players in double figures, um, including three starters, uh, Jamari Smith uh, with 19, Rob Perry with 15, Jacoby Wood with 13. Story for Murray State last night, was uh, Quincy Anderson, who came off the bench for Murray State, um, had a season-high 18. Uh, you know, this is a game, I think, I, I certainly I think Drake has a bit better roster than Missouri State. Um, you know, I go back to something, uh, you know, that I believe uh, Kevin Lehman mentioned earlier in the week when you had him on. I, how does the Drake bench respond mm-hmm. tonight? Um, after after a tough day Sunday, I I think that's one thing I'm watching. You know, I I, I like Drake's starting group better than Murray's starting group. Um, I think Drake has a decisive advantage in the paint uh, with the size and physicality of Darnell Brody, and and certainly I think Drake has a better backcourt. Obviously, a player of the year, Tucker DeVries, Roman Penn, um, both of DeVries and Penn had a lot of success. Uh, against Drake and Murray State as well, and uh, both those games, both the regular season games, uh, Drake and Murray State were uh, double-digit victories. Uh, 
18-point victory in the first meeting, a 24-point victory in the second meeting. Uh, Drake, overall deeper roster. I think Drake wins, and it's probably a double-digit victory, I would imagine. But I will be curious, given what sounds like will be a sizable Missouri State fan contingent here, can the Missouri State fan contingent maybe help make that game a little bit closer than people think it might be? All right, so 20 seconds left, Josh. Uh, do you anticipate Bradley and Drake on Sunday at 1 o'clock? I, I, I think so, guys. I, I think, you know, they're the two best teams. I will say um, the Indiana State-Belmont winner against Bradley uh, tomorrow in the first semifinal, that's an intriguing game. But, yeah, I think CBS 1 o'clock on Sunday, I, I think it will be the top two seeds. Uh, playing for an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. Good stuff. We will um, try and – well, I'll reach out to you over the weekend. Maybe we'll have you recap it with us if your schedule allows on Monday. Josh Betts, enjoy Hi. St. Louis. Thank you, bud. Yeah, you're, you're welcome, guys. And, yes, I will be available Monday, so feel free to reach out, Ken. Good stuff. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. All right, Josh Betts, as we get uh, a little taste of what's happening in St. Louis – Wish Who, I was there. Who's the team if it's not Drake Bradley? Who's the team that you're most intrigued by of the remaining other six? If teams? it's not Drake Bradley, I guess Southern. Is that the easy answer? I think so. You know that grinded out style. It's it's difficult. They're going to guard you the whole time. Yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to that four five matchup too with Indiana State and Belmont, just because mm-hmm. it's a rarity that you get two teams that actually like to push pace a little bit yeah. in the MVC, and we get two of them there. So I think that should be a fun one. Total one fifty three. I can't remember the last time Jeez. a MVC tournament game had a total that high. I can't remember anything. I mean, North. It's one fifty. Yeah. They're expecting some scoring in that one, which should be entertaining at the very well, least. Well, the, the the total tonight on the nightcap is 120. 119 and, a, 119 and a half. Let's get our friend Heather Burnside in here. She is on location, uh, and she joins the program. She is on Army Post Road at Batteries Plus, 1440 East Army Post Road. And what's going on down there, Heather? Uh, Ken and Trent, what's going on is I just met one of our biggest listeners. It's Ryan from West Des Moines. He is also maybe known as one of the few White Sox fans in uh, the central Iowa area. You found another one of those guys? I didn't, there's not many. There's two in the yeah, building. I've, yep, I found Sean and Sean's spirit animal and Ryan here. Uh, but the cool thing is uh, Ryan is uh, obviously a big KXNO listener. Um, he's a financial planner, and now he is the owner of Batteries Plus here on the South Side. And he was just talking about how uh, the South Side needed something like this. And Ryan, just quickly, something like this: uh, the batteries is an obvious one, car batteries, alkaline batteries, um, cell phone. Re- but yeah, let's go into what the plus is. Uh, the plus is cell phone repair. We also do key fob replacements, key cutting, key programming, anything you really need, and then also lighting. And we help out with commercial businesses on the South Side. Yeah, and if your car battery dies, you can, or think you think it might be dying, you can come in and get a free battery test. You can test your fob for free. The, when the cell phone uh, breaks, they work with Assurin, which is to most people, you know, get their uh, cell phones uh, insured through, and it's a Samsung-approved machine that they use here. So yeah, it's really batteries plus. So come by, see Ryan. And his crew down here at uh, Batteries Plus, 1440 Army Post Road. And, guys, thanks for having me. 1460 106.3 FM, KXNO.
a time. It's time for Sip. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. All right, let's get them in here. One o'clock Sunday. Oh, she's a big spot. Iowa, Nebraska. It was a big spot on Black Friday about the same time. Was it a one thirty kick? Something like that. I think yeah. it was. So about the same time. So much on the line for the football Hawkeyes. They win. They punch their ticket to the Big Ten championship game. Nebraska had other plans. So much on the line this Sunday. The Hawks win. They're the two seed. Stay away from Purdue, which may not be. Yeah. Maybe you want to be on Purdue's side of the bracket the way they're going. They struggled last night. But uh, one. But uh, this Husker team, they're playing a lot better. And our friend Stephen M. Sippel on 3 Media over in Nebraska joins us. Hello, friend. How are you, Sip? Good, good to be back with you, guys. Good to be back with you, and we're wondering if lightning is going to strike twice when it comes to Nebraska playing the role of spoiler as far as what the Hawkeyes hope to accomplish, a two-seed. But here's the thing, Sip. This Nebraska basketball team, and I've watched them a lot this year, um, and Sam Hoiberg, the story just amazes me, the, the playing time that he's gotten, and it's deserved. It. It's not because it's his last name, in my opinion. Tominaga is a fun, fun story. I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, this Nebraska team, when it looked as though maybe Hoiberg was on his way out, has found a way to turn the season around. Yeah, they did. They, I mean, they, they lost. Nebraska lost six of seven in January, and it was bleak. I mean, it. I mean, I do think they were looking around. I mean, I I heard they were looking around a little bit um, for coach, <laughs> and um, and then February happened, and you know they did get on they did get on a roll one four or five. Um, yeah, that, that had a really rough loss this week to Michigan yeah. State. Yep. it was it was rough. Yeah, they had a, really they rough. absolutely the collapse the way it happened. Yeah, because Nebraska played really well yep. in the first half was up eight. I think it was up eight, maybe twelve. They're up, they're they played really well. <laughs> Michigan State made twelve of seventeen threes in the second half. Um, so now I don't know what you'll get in Iowa. I, the, you know, the first time around you saw what happened. Mm-hmm. Iowa came to Lincoln and scored fifty points in the game. Right. I mean, they scored fifty. Um, Nebraska won sixty six to fifty. That was a different Nebraska team because Jawan Gary and Emmanuel Bandabel mm-hmm. were with Nebraska at that point. I mean, Nebraska played really good defense. They still play good defense, but not I mean, not as good as they did. But, man, they're just a way different team because of Tominaga's emergence. Um, he's, he's been a star. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's averaged 20-point range in the last six games. And, I mean, he's, he's, he, he'll be difficult for – Iowa to deal with, as will Derek Walker, as will Sam Griesel, and yeah, Sam Hoiberg can knock down shots. I mean, how surprising the Sam Hoiberg emergence here? 
Dummy. talking about a walk-on, not just any walk-on, a six-foot, 160-pound walk-on mm-hmm. out there playing Big Ten basketball. He has the lineage. He's got the bloodlines. We saw his older brother you know, walk-on at Michigan State. He was in a Final Four there with the Spartans. Do you but... know the last time I saw Sam Hoiberg, he was crying in his mother's arms in an Iowa State game. Do you remember that? I don't. When they showed the twins in the stands. I don't know. I don't know what 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 game it was, but that's the. And I think it was him. It was either him or his twin brother. Anyway, How does this happen? Right. Yeah, I mean, some would be surprised about it. Now, you know, Sam they had scrimmage before the season, the preseason scrimmage. He had twenty six points mm-hmm. within the program. I don't think people are all that surprised. I mean, he's he's uh, he's definitely he's always and, you know if you watch him in high school around here. He's an excellent scorer, but yeah, yeah, he's limited by his probably six foot and all that. But I don't know. He just he makes like big boy plays all constantly, um, and he is obviously very smart and really well. But it, but it, he's it's not just that. He's like it's like I was telling Trent off air. It's not just a cute little story with him. I mean, he's. He's legit. He's good. They're good. I mean, Nebraska's pretty good. Again, that loss, I mean, the big question was how will they respond to that? And is Iowa that much better at home? You know, is that, mm-hmm. is that, what's kind of, is that what this is about? That, you know, Iowa yeah. lose 6-6 to 50 in Lincoln and then be an 11-point favorite or whatever and cover at just be, is the home court that big of a deal? I'm not convinced. They got to deal with Tominaga. They got to yep. deal with Walker. Right, we'll see what that looks like. You know, this Tominaga story, Sip, is is fascinating to me as well because he's got to be a rock star walking around Lincoln. He's got the headband. He's a, he's a good <laughs> player. He, the perpetual smile on his face. I mean, he couldn't be uh, any more happier to be playing basketball. Love the story about his dad, who's like seven foot. His mom's five foot nothing, and uh, they were in Lincoln last week. And the part of the story that got my attention is apparently he's got a chance to go back home and an offer to play professionally where I saw a number of $500,000 thrown around if he signs goes back uh, to play but there's a there's hope uh, that with the NIL uh, in place, I'm not. I don't know how, what le- level they could get it to, but instead of him going back to Japan, is there a chance he's in the Big Ten and at Nebraska next year? What do you think that uh, those chances are? Is it fifty fifty, or do you have him ticketed back to uh, back home to Japan? Well, the NIL discussion is complicated because it's against oh, the law. Oh, it's against right. He's a, he's yeah. A, yeah, not an American. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. 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 He's a foreign athlete. Now, yeah. There's, you know that, there, you know the immigration and naturalization service is looking at that. They should. Tori Tori Taylor over here, Sip, the the, the all world punter from Australia. Right. He can't make a dime. Right. There's, there, and you know it probably it might what that might require to get it going as a lawsuit, you know, and mm. against whoever. I mean, I don't know. It, it would. I don't know how it would work, but sometimes that's the sort of thing that can speed up the process. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a big topic here, the Tominaga. Will he come back? It's a. It's sort of a complex discussion. Um, he, yeah, he could go back to Japan and you saw a number of $500,000. He probably could have made that last year. Now, he probably, you would surpass that number mm. if he played professional. Okay, so there's that. Now, he, he wants to play in the NBA. I mean, he does. Now, I don't know. I, there's different 
opinions on whether K-State Tominaga can play in the NBA. I, I wouldn't rule it out uh, based on what I've seen. I, it's just a question in my mind, and I don't know what an NBA – I've never talked to an NBA scout about this topic, but I wonder how he'd hold up physically. He's small. Yeah. I guess they lift him at 6'2". I just don't see it. I don't see 6'2". Um, I think he's more six foot, and he's slight. Right. I mean, that's it's kind of funny. Raphael Davis, the BTN analyst, just said in very kind of plain spoken terms, guys walk out on the court, and they just don't take him seriously yeah. the way he looks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was sort of kind of uh, – it wasn't. Yeah, size-wise, right? I mean, size-wise. The most sensitive con- – it wasn't yeah. sensitive. Yeah, he's small, but he, he – uh, what he did this year is fascinating. He changed his game. He, he now gets to the basket on the dri- with the dribble, mm-hmm. also cuts really well um, away from the ball. A lot of back screens um, surprises guys the way he cuts on the baseline and can finish. He's a fin- he finishes at the hoop now. He used to be just, okay, he's going to shoot, you know, you got to shoot six three-pointers, seven three-pointers, and he's, and he's a very good shooter, uh, but that's it. No, it's not that anymore. Now it actually defends fairly well too. So yeah, he's the real. He's real. He's got to be a problem. It'd be a problem about any game for any opponent. What's fascinating to me now, again, not talked about that much, and I've only seen it in the last few games. They're getting rough with him in the Big Ten. The guys. I mean, they're it's they're playing rough with him. Mm. They're sticking forearms in his chest. They're that's what you do though with yeah. that. When a player looks like that, and he's that good, and he's that vociferous, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if coaches are showing highlight video of him, you know, yelling and you know, exuberation and pumping his fist and saying, "You gotta let this happen. You gotta let this happen on a home court." Um, so yeah. It's, it's really kind of gotten to be an interesting conversation. One, one more real quick on basketball. Trent Scott, football question. We'll let you go. So it's, it's not just Iowa that has something to play for. Correct me if I'm wrong. If Nebraska wins, that likely keeps them out of the opening night of the tournament. Am I seeing that correctly? Yeah, it's, it's a little complicated, but that's the, that, yeah, um, that's, that's what it is for all intents and purposes. Well, you are. Sorry, Sip, you're, you're getting a ton, I'm sure, right now on Dylan Rayola, the number one player in the country, quarterback from Arizona, obviously with Nebraska Connections. He was on campus uh, last week. But short of that, which I'm sure is dominating your guys' conversation over there, looking towards the 2023 season, before spring football, just a quick overview of where things are and, and where the excitement level is for year number one of Matt Rule. It's pretty exciting. I mean, we've, we, I mean, the fan base here, um, it's always kind of halting excitement. <laughs> you know, you don't, you, you've been hit, burned so many times that you don't, you know, you don't go too far into optimism. Right. <laughs> um, but I mean, rules made a really, Matt rules made a really good first impression as is his staff. They had, a, they closed the recruiting class. Well, they did a pretty good job of bringing in transfers, although they didn't, I don't think they got enough of the linemen, big linemen on both sides that you need. Um, but there's, you know, they have quarterbacks, quarterbacks. I mean, they have Casey Thompson back and they brought in a kid named Jeff Sims from Georgia tech who probably will push for the starting job. And then, yeah, you have the Dylan, Dylan Rayola story that he's the number one quarterback in the country. 
in the tw- class of 2024. And he, you know, he's, he's heavily considering Nebraska, strongly considering Nebraska. Kenny would remember probably you, Trent. Mm-hmm. His dad played here um, at a high level. And his dad is all, he lo- he's a, you know how it is with your, with your, where you graduated. Some people have a greater affinity than others. Um, and, and Dominic Rayola's affinity for Nebraska is off the charts high. He loves it. He, he loved what the place did for him. So, yeah. It's, it's, listen, I can't tell you how many times I just, I'm at Super Saver or wherever. Well, just yesterday I was shopping and a guy just grabbed my arm because he'd be coming. <laughs> yeah. Don't grab my arm. We can talk. But I, I uh, the, but yeah, I, uh, it's, it's on people's minds, believe me. Huh. Last thing, Sip, and again, we're really short on time. So it looks as though um, the Big Ten's going to sort it out. There's going to be – the divisions are going to go away. Three protected rivals. We think we've got it figured out when it comes to Iowa. It's Minnesota, it's Wisconsin, it's Nebraska. I think those three make the most sense, and that's the consensus amongst the fans. Who do Nebraska fans want as their protected rivals? Do you know? Have you guys talked about that on your radio show at all? I'm sure. Uh, not a lot. I mean, Iowa would obviously be one. Then, I mean, Minnesota, Wisconsin would be good. Right. I think you'd see Nebraska, though. I think you'd see a UCLA. Mm, uh, yeah, or probably. USC, probably. Probably UCLA. There's more, Nebraska has more history with UCLA. Um, so I, but no, you know what? I don't, there's not a ton of discussion about it. Um, I think, I don't know, I don't know. I think a lot of people are just kind of, again, it's sort of like halting optimism that it's going to be okay. I think a lot of people here like the divisions. You know, yeah. you, with Nebraska, they weren't really a threat to win the Big Ten, but they they could be a threat to win the division. Right. And I think people like that. Yeah, and they, here, and they always thought, Nebraska, the way Nebraska fans sized it up was, okay, uh, let's win the division, and and then let's then we'll if we can start winning the division, now maybe we can set our sights on the big dogs. But now, now what's it? It could be different, brother. We're out of time. We got we we got to squeeze one more break, and you know how that goes. Sip as a radio yeah. guy yourself on three media part of that. Uh, Stephen M. Simple, thanks for doing this. Sip, we'll talk to you in the spring. All right. Thanks for having me on. Yep, good to talk to you. Stephen Simple, good to talk to our old buddy Sip. I'll take our final time out. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. You're on the air tonight. What time? Uh, 5.45 with the pregame. 6 o'clock tip-off for the Class 5A State Championship. That's on the bull. That'll be a 96.9. You can also find it on the iHeartRadio app. And if you happen to be watching and you want to listen to the call along with myself and John Lamb, you can. Just pause that TV for a oh, moment. So there is TV coverage of this. Today. There will. IPTV gotcha. has all the state championship games. And who does them classes. for them? Do you know? Paul Yeager will be on the call for that. I believe uh, Ellie Rutheridge is going to do color for, I'm not sure if all the games, but a few of them, the state's all-time leading scorer. And I got to work the last couple of games that I did for the digital network with the girls' uh, network over the last few days. With Jess Settle's wife, with Joanne, which I is, had no idea she does. She's into it too. Yes, absolutely. Is she good? Yes, she's great. Really? Yeah, really breaks down the game incredibly well. That was fun. Got to uh, talk a little bit about 
old man, talk about the husband. And mm-hmm. the first time we did it was on Tuesday when he was up in Ames and she was calling a game at Wells Fargo That's Arena. Right. He was in Ames calling games. Big sports family there, as you can imagine. I imagine so. All right, Mike Palm kicks off our number two, Tom Cakert on the Hawkeyes. I had an opportunity to talk to Cade McNamara yesterday. The media did. And then Claxons, hour two coming up next, 106.3 KXNO.